There's um, a lot of that in, doesn't it? He scored three and three and didn't even get a price rise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know why. Um, um, uh, French racist, that's what I'm going to go with. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to the Man on Podcast. I am your host Darren, and joining me today are three the three regulars. I had nothing funny lined up today, unfortunately. Busy day, couldn't think about it. <laughs> Can't have something good lined up every week, can you? Fair, the other three weeks haven't been very funny either. But we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll let the audience decide that. Whatever, Craig. Whatever. <laughs> well, um, two of them are actually going to be quite sad because as the intro music was playing, Burnley just scored. So that wipes out your Pickford sky clean sheet. Oh, who scored for Burnley? Um, like ben Mee. don't know. Was it Ben Mee? Oh, yeah. Someone scored a header. Yeah. Luckily, it's Ben Mee and my Anstey team today. Yeah. Luckily, luckily, hopefully he doesn't do that next week. Mm-hmm. I kind of oddly don't mind because I took the armband off Pickford at um, 20 to 8, so... <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I guess the only thing you could say is Everton are now going to push on even more and, and try and get a goal. But, ugh, yeah, it's been a shit week for me in terms It'll of... It'll be a bit like so. Arsenal, uh, Arsenal Brentford over again, isn't it? Single game week, go out your way, get a captain in, and basically no one does anything. And this is yeah. looking like another one of those sort of random game days, isn't it? Because no one's got any Burnley players here. I don't think anyone's yeah. captain on the off chance for what's going to be about 12 points, is it? Clean sheet and a goal. Well, something like that. I mean, oh, I so nearly skipped this game when I was doing overhaul. I so nearly skipped it. I really wish I had now. Talking of uh, how shit we've done, we'll get into it later. So, okay. part of today's <laughs> pod, isn't it? Don't yes. worry about it now. Don't worry about it now. Complain about it when it's your turn to complain about it. <laughs> uh, running order today, guys. Very simple. We are going to look at, well, to be fair, we're going to look at how we've done in the individual games we play, answer your questions, and we've got a focus on strikers. Um, I think in the light of obviously, well, actually, I was going to say with Antonio having that red card, but it's been confirmed that uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin is going to be out for a couple of weeks, isn't he? He's got a broken toe. We've just found out. So might help people even more now, to be fair. And you put that together, Craig. So that's, uh, appreciate that. It'd be uh, it'd be good to go into that. Yeah, I put it out before we knew about Calvert-Lewin. So he's obviously in there because yeah. he was an option as an Antonio alternative. But I suppose anyone that's got either Antonio or him now. Um, Look at the other three. <laughs> yeah, well, I've got both of them, so I've got a decision to make because um, so have I. Playing my wild card, I've now got two unavailable strikers for next week. So I might, um, yeah, hopefully this the um, the graphic will show something, and we can all have a chat about it. Maybe something some of you will say will help me make a decision because I've got a decision to make as well as obviously numerous other managers. I think. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that is that's a wild carding, and then unfortunately finding out that is, is quite annoying. Are these things happen, right? It would be fun well, if you play wild card yeah. and you want to plan for three three weeks after or something. These things certainly happen. Sent to test us, aren't they? Especially when it comes to FPL. Indeed. How do we want to start? Do we want to do we want to see how we've done, or do you want to go straight into those strikers? How do you what do you want to do? I don't mind. Do what we how we done first, should we? Yeah, let's do that first. Go on then. Let's jump into FPL and how we did in FPL. Oh, see a man on top. <laughs> 
not even an accurate score, if I'm honest. I've got six, I've got eight points coming off my bench, so that's a beastie week. I'll trump you now. I've got 12 coming off now because no Calvert-Lewin for me, so my uh, my full bench is coming quite handy this week. Well, you have a bench. Yeah, I've got Samedo and Livramento coming on now for Christensen and Calvert-Lewin, so I'm going to get 12 more onto my score as well for the two six-pointers from the nice. two defenders. So no Calvert-Lewin hasn't actually done me that bad in FPL because... I'm sure most ain't going to be lucky to have a, a six-point defender on the bench to come on for him. So I'll what take about, it. What about you, Thomas, Martin? What about you in terms of, have you got any bench players coming on at all? No, my score is as it is. Um, so yeah, apart from Antonio, I've had a pretty fairly solid week. Points uh, sort of through the team. Midfield, not not brilliant, but uh, but yeah, into the 70s again. So um, yeah, steady, steady, steady start. I'm pretty happy with it. Absolutely. Uh, we're all doing very well. <laughs> yeah, I guess that 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 leads on to me. Yeah, no, you sixty-nine. Still... I know it didn't. I wasn't oh, well, I didn't say anything. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, sixty-nine for myself with now Brownhill to come off the bench. Currently, he's on a one point, so that would tip me over to seventy. Um, Livermento, my third sub, which is annoying. Um, but, I mean, it just goes along with the other annoying things like the Antonio and, and the DCL in the first place. Um, I really didn't want to play my wild card yet. I was really trying to hold off. Um, but, you know, I might have to. It's a real shame because, um, you know, I feel like I don't need it next week. If I just look at my starting eleven. Um, I could probably get away with it. But, yeah, it's it's... I'm already playing catch up, so yeah, it's 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 all a bit bit of a bollocks if you <laughs> if you ask me. Um, yeah, so no lowest scoring of the group, I believe, this week for myself. Um, I did go into this week with an overall rank of at 680k, and I was hoping a DCL goal or two might kind of push me in the top 500, but that's looking unlikely now. Okay. Well, I mean, as I said, I still think we're all doing pr- pretty well. You know, you're inside the top million. I will be inside the top 100,000 after my points are added. You know, personally, guys, I can be happy with the start we've all made. Like, we are still kind of close. Let- let's be fair. It would yeah, be there's horrific- nothing in it, really. Yeah, exactly. It'd be horrific if um, <laughs> if one of us was doing really shockingly bad, um, like I probably am in Gaffer. But hey, we'll come on to that in a bit. To be fair, it's now one-one. By the way, who scored? Um, Michael Keane. No, that's 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 a that's a fuck off. That shit. <laughs> um, Who assisted? And, not Damari Gray. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was um, Andres Townsend. Okay. Keep keeping Hamas Rodriguez out of the team. <laughs> oh, he's disappeared, hasn't he? Ridiculous! Absolutely ridiculous. Um, cool. So. Do we let's let's jump into our FBL questions if everyone's seen how we've done. Anyone anyone want to make any other points upon how we're doing? Uh no, let's get into let's get into the questions. Yeah. He's eager tonight, and he listen to him. <laughs> right. The first one comes from FPL Buddy, and he says, with Wolves midfield still yet to gel as a unit, is it sensible to go double defence for their fixture run? Oof, I mean no, it's a still it's still a bit dodgy to do that. To be fair, they're not even their defense is a little bit creaky. Uh, you know, they only won. They, it was one nil. The other no, it was two nil, wasn't it? The other day, and one of them was an own goal. I mean, yeah, I, I I guess if you want like triple wolves, double defense isn't a bad way to go at the moment. But for me, I still think 
for me, Triore is is a must for the three games. I've got him in pretty much every format I play. Um, didn't do anything this week, really, apart from keep a clean sheet. But um, I, I, I still think he'll score a goal in the next two. Easy. Um, not much else to say for me on that. Anyone else? Yeah, I like I like I like one Wolves defender. Obviously, they've got a they've got a good uh, a good run um, a good run coming up. But it is Wolves at the end of the day. I'm not sure I'd be keen to go double um, in in a, in defence for them. But I think one I think one is a good shout. You know, good fixtures. Um, I've brought in Jimenez for Antonio, so um, we'll keep we'll we'll keep that for when we look at um, Prague's graphic. Perhaps then I can explain some of the numbers. Bear, um, sort of back that up, but yeah, I think one one Wolves defender for their run is fine. I think doubles probably a bit pushing it a bit, maybe. I, I can see the logic in having two. I think one is close to a must. I think Samedo showed the weekend, and I've been banging his drum for ages. But I think four point nine is a joke of a price for someone that's going to play. As high up the pitch as he does. Mm. Obviously, Marcel got his 13 pointer this week, and everyone will be jumping on him. If you just look at the last two game weeks, I think Sias has had the most shots on target for a defender, so he's a viable option as well at 5 million. Cody's obviously playing at 4.5. I don't particularly fancy him too much, but he looks fairly nailed for now. I, I could see the logic in going Sace and Samedo as a bit of a um, defensive double up for a few weeks and being a bit of a differential. And I think one attacker with those two, whether it's Jimenez, whether it's Traore, or whether it's, um, I forgot any other guy's name, Trincao, Trin- or, or, or the other attacker. Oh, I, think it's logic. Mm-hmm. I think I don't think it's bad having three Wolves at the minute. And I think, I, I'm not a massive fan of Traore and Jimenez. So I think if you do want three, maybe two defenders and one attacker is better. But there's a lot of choice in defence at the minute. And, tying, and going for two Wolves obviously takes up two of them spots. So it's yeah. hard. But I, I think Sias and Samedo is a viable option if, if you think they're going to keep some... Mm. I guess maybe it depends what formation you're playing. So I suppose maybe when I'm saying two's a bit much, you know, I'm playing three at the back at the moment. So I've maybe got that in my head as well. Four at the back, then uh, maybe it's a bit more doable. But um, but yeah, as as you said, Craig, definitely definitely one at least. Um, you know, a shout for this one. Marcel at four point five is arguably not a better option at that price point right now. His place is maybe under threat short term from Outnori. I think he's it's a possibility of him getting rotated more than some of the other ones. But I think if you're playing right now, I think Kim at four point five is probably the best option at that price if if you haven't got him already. Anything to add, Thomas? Um, well, no. I mean, what I'd add, what I would add is just um, so people are aware of exactly why. What a goal, Andros Townsend. Curled by the top corner. Um, geez, about 20 yards, 20, 25 yards. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the fixtures that Wolves have got are Brentford home, Southampton away, Newcastle home, Aston Villa away, Leeds away, Everton home, Palace, West Ham, Norwich, Burnley. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think um, I hear the concerns in terms of, you know, the attacking side of things. Um I personally don't think I want to go for for like um, Jimenez because the, the heavy hitters are, are really appealing, the Ronaldo, Lukaku. So I think my third strike is probably going to be a cheaper one, um, although Jimenez is, I think, now down to 7.4. Um, so, yeah, it would be probably the defence that I would look at. Um, the Traore shout is, is I, I understand it, but I think he just frustrates me a little bit too much in um, FPL. And I would probably favour him slightly more in Sky, um, just because there's more avenues for him to sort of pick up a point or two here and there. Um, and I can imagine him getting a man of the match kind of thing. Um, 
but yeah, for me, I'm just not sure which one, apart from the um, Semedo shout that um, Craig mentioned. And it's now 3-1, and that looks a lot like Damare Gray. Wow. 3-1 Everton, Gray scored. I'll do my, um, uh, what's his name, uh, my dance. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I, I quite like the look of that um, 8 Nori. Um, but he's not really featuring as much, is he? So I don't know, maybe wait, see if he gets into into the team. But um, no, if I was going to wildcard this week or um, going to be making one or two transfers this week, I would see no issue with going for one defender, being Semedo and possibly, um, what's his name? Uh, Jimenez, if that fits your system. Um, That's it for me. Cool. Steve why is that not Steve Bird has said Crystal Palace worth grabbing one in FPL or Sky. Um, they only won one game. I'm I wouldn't grab yet. I think the only one you'd maybe look at grabbing at the moment would be Zaha um, or potentially um, their new striker Edward. Uh, I mean, for me, I'd I'd have to see a little bit more from them. But once they've got like um, Alise back, Eze back. Definitely worth looking. Just the Palace defence, I wouldn't touch really. Like attacking wise, they got a pretty good midfield and, and a decent striker or two now. So it's a wait and see for me. But it's, it's, there's potential. If they had a nice fixture run, one, one, two, three games, I might. Yeah, I think Conor Gallagher looks looks an option as well in Another Sky. In, yep. in in Sky in particular, he seems to be all over the pitch. He seems to have the capacity to uh, get tackles to your shots to your mm. attacking returns. I think from what we've seen so far from Gallagher, it's not too much of a stretch to see a game where he gets tackles to you, shots to you, and an attacking return and man of the match. I know it's early days, but he, he does seem to just pop up all over the pitch. Um, so in Sky in particular, he definitely, definitely looks like an option. He could, yeah. be an answer, could be an answer to the Webster headache. Um, I'm considering, uh, if, you know, if Webster's going to be out for a while, considering Webster was going to be a kind of season-long hold, Maybe just play three at the back, bring Conor Gallagher into midfield. Because um, what we've seen so far, I was, I don't, it, it doesn't look like he, um, you know, he could definitely push Webster for the points over the season anyway. So um, if Webster's out for a while, I think Gallagher could be, you know, because they're because he's slightly less than Webster as well. Good shout. Uh, that could be an answer to the sky headache. Uh, Thomas, very quickly, the mm-hmm. Andros Townsend goal. Did you see who got the assist? No, uh, not yet, but I can find out. No, well, I mean, you don't um, need to worry. I, I think it might have been Gray. Cause, uh, uh, well, on, on the uh, on the Sky app, it says DeCorey's got two assists. Uh, okay, fair enough. It looked like he had more points. E- than yes, FPL says says the same. Yeah, on Crystal Palace, I mean... Uh, you know, I think they look good, but their fixtures are not very, not very nice at all. They've got Liverpool away, followed by Brighton, which you may think is is a winnable game, and it probably is. But it's a rivalry for them, um, so that's going to be a tough game anyway. Then they've got Leicester, then they've got Arsenal, they have Newcastle, but then they've got Man City. And um, so for me, I, I probably would would hold off in terms of Crystal Palace, even though I do like some of their players. And if I was wildcarding, probably my third striker may well be Edouard. That's how you mm. pronounce his name. Um, yeah. Given his price, uh, that 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 would appeal. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's an option or something. And I like the Gallagher shout in terms, certainly again, linking it back to um, Sky, I wouldn't have an issue with owning him. Um, as for the rest of the team, not I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be touching Zaha myself. It's it's a bit it's he's a bit more consistent than Traore, but I just feel like whenever I own him, he never kind of performs, and I'll get rid of him, and he'll do something. And yeah, I'll probably just leave it alone. To be fair, but um, no, after they play Man City, they've got you know a few decent games in and around that period, and. Um, yeah, but they never really have a like a, a long clear run, so I'm not sure. I guess you'd have to kind of have the kind of player that's not too expensive that you're more than happy to drop sometimes. Cool. Uh, anything from you, Craig, on that? I wouldn't be against them. If you look at the next three home games of Brighton, Leicester, and Newcastle, if you've got a defender on rotation with someone else, I think those three home games are more than fair. Only I think only Man City, Man United, and Wolves have conceded fewer shots in the box so far than them. So they're clearly not giving up many great goal-scoring opportunities and they've played some quite hard games already. So I think there may be some value in their defenders. Coyote is a defender in this, even though Vieira's playing him in midfield. So you're getting him out of position. He's not too bad for BPS for 4.5 in a rotation. Gui or Gui, whatever you pronounce his name, has got a bit of goal threat. Anderson's probably got some potential for a bit of everything and Mitchell gets forward a bit. They're all 4.5. I wouldn't be against having one of those in a 4.5 rotation. They're probably better than Ailing, I would say, at the minute. A lot of people are holding him. And he's conceding shed load of goals and not getting any attacking returns. So I think there is some scope to maybe having a defender as uh, in that thing. I've got some numbers on Gallagher as well, but I'll save that for because it kind of answers another question we've got later. So I'll hold them back for that. But um, I, I like Gallagher in both games, and I think I say I think there is something in, in some of their defenders if you wanted to go there. Cool. Last one is from uh, one of the one of our listeners that's listened from the very start, but I haven't heard from him recently. So it's nice to see him back, and that's Dempsey. And Dempsey has said, thoughts on Ben Rama worth moving on, even for a hit. For, for, I mean, yeah, I got, well, I wild carded and I didn't, I didn't hold West, I don't know, uh, West Ham's run, I think, is too easy. Um, and yeah, his, his sort of points and output had dried up a bit. So for me, I could see more potential in other players. So uh, Ben Rama for me is, is a move. I did get rid of my wild card. I got sold him for 6.4 as well, so I got the point two profit from him. His last two games, he had one penalty box touch, three shots on target. Uh, sorry, three shots, but they've all been from outside the box. And he got taken off after 63 minutes for Vlasic the weekend. So I think he's gone uh, as an asset now, personally. And I say Gallagher, eight attempts in the last two games, five in the box, four chances created for like 0.6 less or something. I think he's an option. And Tom's mate, Saka, I don't know if you see these numbers, Thomas, but last two games, seven seven goal attempts in the box, four chances created, uh, 13 penalty box touches. I think that's the most for a midfielder priced under 6.5. So I think he's back on the radar again, Saka, and he's obviously down to 6.3. If you had Ben Rama from the start and were selling him now, I think he's still 6.4. It's only cost you 0.1 extra to get Saka. I would probably be making one of those two moves from Ben Rama, I think, Saka or Gallagher now. I think, Darren, you have Saka, don't you? Yeah, I'm imagining absolutely. That. Absolutely. I think he had five shots against Norwich last week. Uh, I can definitely see him uh, see him scoring before long or having an absolute blinder. I, I mean, I I take the piss out of you simply because you <laughs> say his name far too much. But I don't deny that he's a fantastic player and I really like him. And with Arsenal's run, uh, you know, I, I you'd be for 6.5, I think you'd be stupid to go without him for, for this run. Um, you know, I had Tierney and Saka this week. All right, Saka... Only got me three points in FPL, but Tierney did all right. But yeah, I really like Saka for this for this run. And like Craig just backed up, 
that's the reason why he's getting in the positions. Yeah, I would also um, say that um, Arsenal as a team, you know, after getting that win, hopefully, yeah, they'll only if they got good fixtures. Hopefully, their their confidence is up a little bit. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see with that one. But yeah, no, Saka is is a great um, a great shout. I own Ben Rama. And he's definitely going on my wild card. It's just whether I wild card this week. Um, the plan was originally for game week seven, but yeah, I'm just seeing a lot of names that are just in my team that I just don't even want. <laughs> I mean, um, if you're going to wild got... card, do it after the European games, just in case. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I'd finalise my squad then, but I mean, I could hit the button now. To be fair. Oh yeah, I mean, true, I've, true, true. I've got. Sorry, I don't want to make this about me, but I've got um, Calvert Lewin, I've got Antonio, I've got Harvey Barnes, I've got Ben Rama. Uh, um, so you know, I've got a lot of players that are just not really. That's a wild card not, for me. Not doing it. <laughs> That's pure <laughs> oh, wild card territory. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess sometimes you have to kind of be willing to adapt the plan, don't you? Um, but yeah, no, Ben Rama, I think um, the other big factor is is simply West Ham's uh, European run. Um, being in the Europa League, um, I know from Arsenal's experience last season, they played 14 games in the European, in, in the Europa League. So if West Ham get as far as Arsenal did, which is more than possible, um, that's 14 games, seven trips to God knows where. You know, they might be lucky and get like a Scottish team or Irish team along the way or whatever. But, you know, that's seven European trips, probably. Um, And they've they've got a a smallish squad. Yeah, for me, he's he's, that early form, that early, you know, little bubble has burst and I'll be jumping off. Sadly, I miss I missed the good times because I didn't think I brought him in until game week three. So I don't think I've actually had a return from him myself. Uh, anything to add for yourself, Martin, on Ben Rama? No, no, I agree. I mean, to to add anything else would only be to to put a case forward for keeping him, and I haven't got one. So, <laughs> <laughs> I like you, clever man. I think it's one of the hardest challenges in FPL when you've built up some value in someone, knowing when to move on, and then I think I, I me personally, I find it extra rewarding when I've bought a player in who's who's gone down in price but has got some upside. So Saka's obviously dropped point two, and I think he's now underpriced. There'll be others across the season that have had a few price drops that will have their moments this year. And I think that's one of the sort of the key things to try and master, sell players that have got up in value at the right moment and then obviously bring in the ones that have gone down. Like Jimenez, the down point one, Bamford's down point one. There's potential for both of those two moving forward now that they'll pick up and justify or make it look a bit silly, so we say, that their price has gone down. Yeah. So um, I think it's Ben Rahm. I think we've probably reached that peak now where it probably is time to sell, I think. Okay. Um Perfect. That is FPL done. Should we do Sky quickly? See how we did in Sky and jump into Sky questions? Okay. Boom. Oh, someone else on top again. <laughs> obviously, obviously inaccurate. For the week. So that again, bud? I said it for the week. You're on top. <laughs> I've got, I'm, I'm on 118 this week. 118 at the moment because Gray's my captain. That's a mental score. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, very impressive. Impressive, uh, considering the amount of uh, sort of uh, spanners in the works that people have had this week. That's uh, Do really you remember cool. when we did the podcast, not last week, because we didn't do it? Oh, yeah, we know. We did our Sky Reveal pod, didn't we? Remember on the Sky Reveal pod, I looked at having... I mean, it doesn't matter now. I had no Daniel... I had Daniel James, 
and I was going to take him out and put Antonio in. And if you go back to the Sky Pod, I think we discussed it, and I and I made the change at that time and said, no, I've just changed that. I am going back to that and having James. I mean, Daniel James didn't start, but at least I haven't got Antonio sat there suspended for a game. Um, but I did, yeah, that was my only concern for Sky is, do I go without Antonio? I'm bloody glad I did. Sorry to those who do have him. but um, Which is everyone else. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah but... exactly. So yeah, yeah, 118 points this week. Obviously, unless Gray does more in the in the match, must be coming to an end soon. Um, uh, Ten minutes. Basically. Yeah. So unless he does something else, it looks like I'm all out on 118. Which you're right is a really good score this week. All the captains nailed it. Um, so that's uh, I had Cristiano Ronaldo, Alexander Arnold, and Damari Gray. Really good. Good shouts. Um, nice. I've done lucky. Well, I needed it because I was, you know, obviously having a look at, let's look at our ranks and look at our total points. I was right. I was, I was about 40, 50 points adrift of most of you at one point. So I've caught up mm. now in a game week, which is really nice to be fair. There you go. I so, yeah, I mean, go on, Tom, you go first. I was just going to say that, you know, we've been telling you for the last couple of weeks that, you know, you could make, you can make up the difference in it, having a good week, nailing your captains and stuff like that. And it just goes to show you know that that is possible so for me yeah still early days in in sky games so um yeah will be lots of um ups and downs and whatever and yeah. i think the those of us that have had a bad week this week i think there's a, there's going to be a lot of people in that position I, I, I to be fair i think quite a few people did go for gray but you know loads of people would have had antonio loads of people um, had webstar as well so I think lots of people are sort of um, kind of suffering together. And I guess the only people that will be slightly pleased are those people that dodged Antonio and DCL um, because, yeah, they've, they've probably saved themselves um, a transfer if they did have like likes of Grey. That's fair enough. I mean, obviously, we uh, will get into replacements of those after we've done our Sky question. Any, any uh, Martin, Craig, want to add anything on to the fact of our points? I think my only saving grace was I had Antonio, but I didn't captain him. And I think quite a lot of people did. Um, and if I didn't have him, yeah. I probably would have had DCL as my other, with my only other option for that third striker spot, which would have, in theory, not really been any better. So um, either would yeah. have been a transfer waiting, really. So at least uh, there's not an alternative I would have had on kicking myself. I didn't go for now. And I think Webster's the same. He's obviously another frustration now, but I think he's quite highly owned amongst the more active players. So we're all in the same boat, aren't we? I think it's probably quite good for the game that people have got some decisions to make because it's two or three popular players that are now going to cause a problem for everyone. But there's a lot of people in the boat. It's not like you've got a, a randomer that's out, that you feel like you're wasting a transfer to move on. So yeah. I think it'll be an exciting couple of weeks now in Sky for what pe- see what people do, what different strategies people adopt, so how they're going to deal with these um, small dilemmas. Quick quick question from me to you three having Antonio. Are you all moving him on and making a transfer, or is any of you thinking mm-hmm. of holding him and, keep, and playing with 10? Well, I've, do- I've done it. I, I brought in Richarlison. Um, for well, well, not not just for tonight. Obviously, you get a four for one, so he's yeah. done. Nothing, he's done nothing tonight, but he's got three more games to go, yeah. um, including Norwich at home. Cool. Um, so yeah, I've decided to take that that four for one. Um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I hadn't made any transfers so far, so I thought, well, that, uh, yeah, let's just go for it. So say so he's got three more games to go, so I'm not gonna not gonna stress about it uh, no. just yet. I'm going to wait till Friday probably it's not obviously the same rushing sky with no um, price changes 
So I would make a decision by Friday. At least with FPL, obviously, Antonio, he's already gone down once. He may well, if he goes down again, then I lose some value in him if I want to sell him. So I feel like the decision in FPL it, for him and, and Calvert-Lewin is a bit more, I have to be a bit more quicker in deciding what I want to do. But in yeah. Sky, at least you can assess the data, listen to a few podcasts and stuff for a couple of days and then decide. So I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Okay. Um, if I go get rid, it'll probably be for Bamford, I would think, but it's not guaranteed. Thomas, have thought about holding him or? Um, I don't think uh, it makes sense to hold him really in Sky, seeing as as Martin pointed out about the how he's got the four for one um, out of uh, Richarlison over Antonio. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'll consider on the um, the Friday. So it's Newcastle leads on the Friday. Um, but I need to be sure that I really want to stick with Bamford. And actually, we're going to come on to um, Craig's uh, striker yeah, thing shortly, which one. means that, um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll discuss Bamford amongst other players. Um, I, d- I, you know, I'm all for the three for ones, two for ones and whatnot. But it's just whether I want to be stuck with the player afterwards. So that's why I didn't do um, when I knew that. Um, DCL wasn't going to play. I had considered going from Antonio to DCL, but I dodged Richarlison because I just didn't really fancy him for whatever reason. Um, so I left that alone. I'll just wait until Friday. And if not, then I might move for someone on a Saturday instead. Okay, perfect. Let's jump into our Sky questions. And we have two of these today. Again, Dempsey has asked, injury suspensions and players randomly left out of the team and overhaul squads looking a mess. What are your plans in Sky in light of this weekend's carnage? Oh, it didn't really affect me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get from being quite a differential team, Darren. The, the yeah. Part, the... Do you know what? We discussed that as well on that Friday pod, didn't we? I said I, I, said I was scared because you guys all had like the perfectly lined up teams, even like six of the same players. And I was like, oh, shit, I don't. I was like, but hey, it, it'll, it'll come back to bite me in the ass one week. Don't worry about it. Um, so this kind of goes out to you guys because I don't have the players that I've, I've missing. And you've discussed it a little bit as as, as anyway, but, uh, yeah. you know, go, so, anything else? So, uh, so yeah, obviously, Antonio, we've spoken about already. Um, I also had Christiansen, didn't play, but I'm not going to worry about that. No, um, he, will. he will. That will just, uh, I'll just leave that one. Um, I think I think he played, uh, I saw today that, um, I wish I'd seen it last week, although I probably still would have gone with it. He played lots of 90 minutes in the international break. Of course, Chelsea have got Champions League this week. So, yeah, I did hear, I can't remember what I was listening to now, but there was a bit of, yeah, perhaps we could have seen it coming. But I don't think that's anything to worry about. I still think Christiansen will play plenty of games. Um, and then uh, and then Webster I've also got. So I'm just going to wait for the news on that one. Um, as Craig said before, obviously no price changes. We can just can wait as long as we possibly can. Um and then if the prognosis is good and, you know, he might only miss a week, then I'll probably leave it. If he's going to be out long term, then um, at the moment, my thinking is to uh, change formation and bring in Colin Gallagher. Cool. Anyone else? I think the main thing to do now is just to stay calm, isn't it? Because so many people are in the same boat. I had Christian and Mount both left out for Chelsea. Obviously, I've got Webster and I've got Antonio. So four potential problems for me. But I'm not the Chelsea guys are... A longer term holds than that so I think I think you have to assess your own team if you had a player who was maybe 50-50 anyway for a starting spot and didn't play maybe there's a case to move them but with the likes of Mount and Christian said it's probably more like 80-90% they're going to play so I think you hold them Webster's a, an awkward one I wouldn't the problem with selling him is most people got him because of that Monday night game he's got coming up with Palace 
Now, obviously, moving into Gallagher solves that problem because you still keep you the captain. The other, obviously, tempting move for me is maybe go down to a Brentford defender or go down to Kilman, who's played every game for Wolves and is probably not going to get dropped anytime soon based on how well they're doing. I think he's 6.2. So that, that money could obviously be used quite helpfully to upgrade Antonio or make it help upgrade somebody else. So that's on the back of my mind as well to do Webster to Kilman to free up money. But that would obviously mean a double transfer and leave me without a captain for that Brighton Monday game. So a few decisions to make for there, but I won't be doing anything in Sky until Friday. Hopefully we'll get a bit more information about how long Webster's out for. If he's going to be back, I don't know what game week it is, they have that Monday game, but if he's going to be back in time for that, I'll probably hold. Um, and Antonio, as I said, I'm not sure yet, but as I say, the main thing is not, it's not really a time to rush transfers. Like Martin's obviously moved on Antonio tonight and it was it made sense because he's got a striker who's playing tonight. So he's got an extra game out of Richarlison. If you didn't do that and you're looking at a striker moving forward, there's no no reason to make any transfer before Friday, is there? Because things right. can go wrong between now and Friday. You're not getting any extra fixtures or anything. So um, I think it's just a time not to rush anything and um, to stay calm and wait for as much team as you can get before the next deadline, I think, is the advice for it. Good show. Anything to add to that, Thomas? Um, just that the other option, which I don't think was mentioned, is replacing Webster with another Brighton defender. Um, so if you can afford to, you've got Lewis Dunk, who is sort of Mr. Consistent at the back, does like to get a couple of goals normally a season. Um, he's 8.2 million. Uh, obviously, that is a big jump up from uh, Webster at 7 million. So, you know, there's plenty of people that probably can't afford that move in, in one transfer. Um, but if you can, then, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And it does give you that captaincy coverage um, for the Crystal Palace game that Craig mentioned. And the other possibility would be moving to Veltman, who's 7.2 million. Um, he seems pretty nailed. He's in the team, I think, because Lamptey is not available. Um, how, and, how you know, much, Lamptey's not coming back in time soon. How much is their new defender? Because they've got one beginning with C. Is it Cucurella? Yeah, he played with the long hair. Yeah, he's also 7.2. So it's the same price as Veltman. So that's 0.2 more than Webster. Okay, yeah, he played last week. If you think Shane Duffy is worth a shout, um, no. he is actually cheaper at 6.6 million and he's currently their highest scoring defender, um, probably based on the fact that he's scored a goal and I don't think any of the others have so far, but he's on 30 points. Um, I, I do realise I don't must have, have played every game. Palace-Brighton game, so I might have to have a look for that Palace-Brighton game. I'm just having a look really at Crystal Palace defenders. Obviously, some of their stats earlier were I, I listed during the FPL chat and... Um, Anderson is 7.3, Gooey is 7.2 and Coyote is 7.4. So all those three are playing at the moment. Um, may actually be better in Sky. I think they're at centre-back. They're not actually too bad for, for passes. I haven't got the numbers to hand, but I'm pretty sure there's possibilities of like tier two passing from some of those. So there may be some scope to just to pay a little bit extra to get one of the Crystal Palace centre-backs. Isn't the worst maybe idea just to cover that Brighton game off. Just another option. I think Gooey uh, yeah. got Gooey got passing tier against Chelsea on the opening day away from home, didn't he? So yeah, it's nice. Uh last guy question is from Steve Bird, competition winner. What a oh what a, just just for Thomas's what are Thomas's thoughts on Laconga as a sky asset? Mm. Will party spoil my Laconga party minute? Party, uh, party, yeah. I, I thought you was doing a little little joke there with the party party, but um I think he's tried to do it. But he, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Lakonga. I mean, I, I personally wouldn't go there yet. Um, I don't think the central midfield is um settled yet. 
what you need is a situation where you've got a couple of games where all options are available and then you see which ones Arteta goes for. Yeah. Um, obviously, day one, uh, so game game week one, Xhaka played with Lokonga because Party was injured. Party, um, then Xhaka got sent off. Um, so at the weekend, Agency Mate Niles played with um, Lokonga and then Party came back. So it's always to me, it's all a bit of a hokey pokey going on in there, you know, fits in with the party theme. But I was literally um, about to say stuck <laughs> with a party theme. Yeah. Um for me, no. I mean it is it's it's the opposite of nailed. I mean, I I would say that Xhaka and Party are probably Arsenal's first choice midfielders if you are Starteta right now, if everyone was fit. Um, I do believe by the end of the season, it's probably going to be Party and Lokonga. But at what point that transition happens, I, I'm not sure. Um, for me, it's it's too well. It would be too early to risk um, Lokonga. Um, personally, yeah. if Steve already has him, though, I think Steve has him. Um, you know, I'd stick possibly stick with him for another week. I'd wait for him to sort of. You're going to have to take a sub appearance or for him to be dropped or something, me personally, in order to then um, transfer him out. But um, I wouldn't do it ahead of uh, Burnley, for example, which is who we've got this weekend coming. Um, I'd, I'd kind of hold on, yeah. And if he doesn't feature and it's, and Xhaka is back and Party is back, then, then yeah, it might be time to move on until he's established himself in the team properly again. There you go. It's not an I could do, it's an I could don't. Right, good that. It's been a party themes. Don't know where I come up with this shit. Right, let's jump into Craig's strikers. Let's go for them before we jump into gaffer points and the rest of the questions. So yeah, I put I put this together more for, to look at what to do with Antonio, and now obviously the news on Calvert Lewin sort of throws him in the mix. So you may have one, you may have both. I imagine most people have probably got one of those two. So I've got both of them. Um, so a decision to make now on what to do with them. Um, the table on screen now for those not looking on the, not watching on YouTube. So broken them all down by goals, expected goals, goal attempts, uh, attempts in the box, attempts on target, big chances, penalty area touches and chances created. And Antonio is top amongst all strikers for six of those eight categories. So he's top scoring striker with four goals, top for goal attempts so far of 18, top for attempts in the box, 15 attempts on target eight big chances six penalty area touches 31 and I say that's all strikers not just the four that are on on display now so for the for the fact it's a one-off game with Manchester United um I personally think he's a hold because his numbers are just too good up until this point I think to to warrant selling especially if you've had him since game week one and you've got the value locked up in him as much as I said earlier it's you've got to know the right times to move off those players and you shouldn't really keep players just because their value is a lot more than what you may be paid I think in this case, the fact it's one game he's missing, it's not like a hamstring injury or something. The fact it's a ban for one game and it's Man United, I don't think it's the end of the world. You can probably afford to bench him for one week if you've got half a bench. Looking at the other strikers on this, this Calvert Lewin is arguably probably was probably arguably the second best. Um, I won't read through all the numbers, but you can make your own judgments from the, what's on the screen. Um, it was actually in front of Antonio for expected goals through the opening um, few games as well, and that was based on him playing a game less. Obviously, Everton only played three games. Uh, this graphic was made before tonight's fixture. So it's a shame with him, but I think for Calvert-Lewin, I think he's a definite sell if he's missing three games, especially because he is that little bit more. I think if he's moving from Antonio to Bamford, for example, you'd have to find a little bit of money you may not have had, but from Calvert-Lewin, it's either Jimenez or Bamford can be afforded because they're cheaper. 
Um, of the two, it's quite tough because stats-wise, Jimenez seems superior, but in terms of what's being delivered, he's not doing very well. Only one shot on target so far in four games, expected goals 0.92. But to go with that, he's second for goal attempts out of all strikers, second for attempts in the box of all strikers, and second for penalty area touches. And he's also got more assist potential. He's top for that as well, chances created. So I think Jimenez has got the stats, but he's, he's under-delivering on those stats. Now, obviously, there's going to be a time when he does start to convert those stats, and the trick's going to be when you get on at the right time or not. So I think he, he's a possible buyer this week. But I think I prefer Bamford, who seems to be a lot more consistent across all the categories. Um, I don't know if anyone's got any more thoughts on that before we move on to another graphic that shows the fixtures, because I think we've all got maybe one of these to uh, Antonio Calvert-Lewin to deal with. Yeah, so I've already I've already moved um, for Jimenez. Uh, so I don't know, do we want to look at the fixtures first before I talk about that? Yeah, I can flick over. Yeah. I mean, I don't have I don't have either Antonio or the uh, Dominic Albert Lewin, but if I did, I'd be looking at Bamford personally. But there's our there's your um there's the fixtures. The fixture. So this is just some some team stats around the teams that the strikers are facing. So a bit more of a negative towards Antonio. So he's obviously going to miss Man United fight, and then he plays Leeds, who have got the third um the third worst in the league for expected goals conceded. So that should be a good game for him. But Brentford and Everton have been quite stingy up until now. They both rank among the better teams for how many goals they've been expected to let in. So there maybe is an argument based on the fixtures that Antonio's fixtures after the send, um, after he's back from the um, the ban aren't the best. In terms of who's got the better fixtures, I think there's no doubt that it's, it's Bamford. The next four, all of his four opponents are among the 10 worst for expected goals conceded including Newcastle next to the bottom of the list. Um, teams are conceding quite a few goals. The teams have got are expected to concede quite a few goals and keeping up, keeping many clean sheets between them. That's Newcastle, West Ham, Watford, Southampton. So I think it's a, a peak time to get Bamford in. And we obviously mentioned in Sky as well that it's probably a quite a good peak time because a lot of people probably will be captaining Rafinha in that game, whose numbers have not been especially great so far, if I'm being honest, from looking at his numbers. So I think he's going to be more of a default captain pick in Sky. But I think Bamford may have some more upside in that game. So just something to bear in mind for if you need to sell Calvert-Lewin, for example, in Sky. I think Bamford probably is top um, option to replace him. Again, I'm, I'm not, I don't think there's much in it between Bamford and Jimenez based on the numbers. That, um, but I think, I think Bamford has got better fixtures in terms of what he's delivered so far. Um, he's a bit more proven, shall we say, through the opening four weeks of this season. So I think he's slightly preferred. And I think if it was for, for Calvert-Lewin, I would definitely get Bamford. Um, if it's for Antonio, I think I'd probably be tempted to hold, would be my um, analysis from what the numbers are showing on the screen right now. Nice one. Perfect. Enjoy that. For me, yeah, I mean, I can't remember if I've got Antonio in one of my fan teams, um, well, fan team this podcast much, but um, I know it's a big thing in the community. So I, I'd have to go back and have a look at that. And if I do, I'll potentially for Bamford. Um, but I can't remember if I do. Too many bloody things to play. That's the problem. Uh, anything to add on those fixtures before we move on? Um, can I just ask if anybody would consider um, having Bamford and Jimenez and then not owning either one of Ronaldo and or Lukaku? No, that's fucking madness. <laughs> I mean, no. I just, you know, the, the, the fixtures are great, but I feel like we're um, looking at players that, you know, aren't, you know, haven't done it yet or, or not haven't done it yet, but as in this season, I mean, I've not really seen too much of of them literally um, live or anything. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm be punting on on players that haven't really scored goals. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, it's what you do when you've got, you know, not much data, obviously. It's only been four four game weeks and stuff. And, yeah, the fixtures do look great. But um, I don't really know what Wolves are at the moment, personally. So that kind of does put me off a little bit in terms of Jimenez. Um, and Bamford, whilst I think he could still be a good pick, I don't think Leeds are in that great a form themselves, really. I mean, maybe the fixtures are going to kind of sway that and, you know, he is going to, going to start performing and returning and stuff um, and the same for him and his really I guess but um, yeah, this time last year both strikers would probably have appealed to me a lot more than they do right now um, I just kind of want to see him score a couple of goals before I bring them in really I feel like I'm I'm kind of punting on them and I'd rather go for like what Darren's got which is um, Ronaldo and Lukaku and then somebody kind of bench fodderish. Um, yeah I'm just wary of these strikers at the moment is that your third striker in fpl not sky sky i've only got two no, in, in in fpl i thought i thought you had that um the watford one dennis i must have no never had him never had him because i thought he was a bit cheaper wow um, so you wild carded and kept malpai as well he had I'm three and, he had like three and three He's six million. I'm not going to get rid of him. He's doing all right. And Brighton, the only reason I was going to get rid of Malpai is if Brighton signed a striker uh, transfer Ooh. deadline. And they didn't. Edward went to Crystal Palace, and that's who they were going to get. So uh, he was he was a stick. It says um, a lot about him, doesn't he? He scored three and three and didn't even get a price rise. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, um, uh, French racist. That's what I'm going to go with. Um, don't know why they didn't give him a price rise. Seems a bit harsh. Never mind. Well, basically, no one's, well, not many people have been buying it. So no, it's not the, it's not the FPL towers as such. True. It's, it's, well, I mean, I benched it's him. people like me and Craig and Martin who have seen him score goals and still not bought him. Yeah. Well, I benched um, him this week and he didn't, the week I benched him, he didn't score. So there you go. Yeah, play him when you know he's going to score. I think all these strikers, <laughs> it's probably worth adding. They will have like streaks where they score goals. And I know Thomas has just mentioned he wants to see him score some goals before he brings them in. But then you run the risk of missing all the points like he already has with Ben Rama. So yeah. I think it's, it's obviously a, you have to take the punt sometimes and get on them and hope that they're yeah. about to go on the streak rather than waiting mm. to get on the streak mm. and pay point two extra for them. That's what I've done with. That's exactly what I've done with Jimenez. I'm, you know, hoping for exactly that. Obviously, he's dropped. He's dropped in price down to seven point four. So, um, and yeah, I, did, I I agree with I agree with Craig. I think it depends on your team in terms of keeping Antonio. The, the only reason I didn't is because Tony is potentially becoming a bit of a headache. So, I think if I bring in Jimenez now for Antonio, then hopefully Jimenez can find some form and score some goals. And then I've got the option then. I don't necessarily have to swap Jimenez back to Antonio. I could just bring Antonio in for Tony instead. Um, sure. So so I've given I've I've opened that door for myself. Um, and then and then on Bamford, uh, agree he's a great pick. But I've already got Rafinha. I just didn't fancy both of them. So uh, so yeah, that's that's what that's what I've done. Obviously, if you've only got two up front or you don't have a problem like Tony. And I think, you know, keeping Antonio could also make sense. But The screen has moved on. A quick around the table. What was the gaffer scores this week? Uh, cool. 70 for me, I think it was. Shambles for me. I was in the 50s and I played my uh, overhaul. You're Ooh. wrong. We'll get into details in a minute, I'm sure. But I think it's... We, we won't be going into details of gaffer. <laughs> 53 <laughs> points of overhaul with Mitrovic captain who I haven't owned all season. Finally gave in to the masses and got him because his stats were so good and I got FOMO. And then um, he did nothing. And then I had Carvalho and 
uh, Wilson with him. We both didn't play. Yeah. So I think I ended up needing all three of my subs, even though I was on overhaul. Um, I'll, I'll be fair to you, Craig. It was a bit of a shitty week in terms of people benching and not being updated. Like no one knew Car- Carvalho was was injured for Fulham, but he is back. I think so. It's just one of those weeks where you get the gaffer players who don't don't score like they should. Um, I keep, I keep, I've had Townsend from the start. I've never captained him yet, and I keep really thinking about it. And every week he seems to get a reasonable. Yeah, he's got ten. Just, yeah, it'd just be better just captaining him every week and forgetting about everything else. It'd be so much easier. Mm. It's like captaining Tavern Tavernier in in uh, Scotland. In Scotland, yeah. Uh, I'm start. I'm starting to think along those lines of I'm just going to set a captain, a West Brom captain, and forget about it because I keep getting it wrong as well. But, who, who did you? What did you score this week? Sixty-three this week. So captain Dimitrovic for nothing. Uh, had the Swift hat trick. Had the Townsend ten points. Furlong six points. The Townsend and Furlong every week. So you're I mean, telling me that I got the best score out of all four of us in FPL, Sky, and Gaffer. If I had <laughs> known you? that. Oh God! If you'd known that, it's been bad enough, is it? Exactly. <laughs> I would yeah. have made. I would have made sure I had fucking streamer gifts and the number one <laughs> popping up everywhere. I'd have. Done, I'd have gone all out. I'd have. I'd have fucking put balloons around here. I didn't know <laughs> that. Honestly, you're still bottom I in thought... all the games, but you're not, are you? You're, you're What's not. That? You're not. I was about to say you may have won the week, but you're still bottom in all the games. But you're not, are you? You're doing all right in FPL, so. Oh, FPL and well, yeah, FPL. I'm. <laughs> I'm not. I'm definitely not bottom of us four sky i am just and gaffer yeah i fucking am gaffer i, I like to think i am in gaffer i would say i am what i got 76 what's everyone's um overall rank in gaffer then uh, uh 1.3 420 i am now yeah. hang on 1.3 darren what as in 1300 yes mate that's what 1.3 yeah <laughs> i didn't know you was that bad yeah Terrible, terrible. Like last two game weeks, they've been absolutely uh, fine. Last two, uh, la- sorry, last three game weeks, absolutely fine. 75, 87, 76. But the first three game weeks were absolutely dreadful. Like they were like really bad. Um, so I'm just catching up. I've had three green arrows. I'm just, I'm just catching up now. I feel I've like I'm getting arrows. worse the more I know. I, I was playing <laughs> blind at the start and I weren't doing too bad. Now I'm getting a bit more knowledge and a bit more understanding of things. I'm, my scores are getting worse. So yeah. I don't quite know how that works. Uh, but you, It's one of those games you'll always you'll always have good runs and bad runs. It's just the nature of the championship, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously I went quite heavy uh, on on Huddersfield at the start of the season. And obviously Josh Caroma wasn't playing. Harry Tofolo wasn't playing. And then it just went downhill, really. The same again the next week. It just, yeah. Game week three was the worst one. I got 40 and everyone else scored massive points. Dreadful. Um, I think I had loads of people not starting. Um, anyway. What, get... What's your total points then, Darren? Let's see how far away you are. Because you probably, like, like with Sky, 366. Okay, okay, so I'm on 430 and I'm 310th. So, you know, it's... I need a good that? week. Yeah, you're about seventy points behind or something. Yeah, so. I need a, I just need a really good week or two to catch up. Um, How many boosts do you have left? Uh, you one. Used the away day, didn't you? Played away days. Played overhaul. I've got one more oh, left. Put, when did you do overhaul? Uh, la two weeks ago. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, I did overhaul. Fun. Then I did away days. Um, oh, okay. And then I might play a chip this week, but I don't know yet. Mm. I'm only hoping in my team, so I overhauled this week on the basis that a lot of teams had back-to-back home games this week and next week, and then they've, then they've got quite good away days as well. So I've got three West Brom now for that reason. They played obviously at home this week, away next week, then they're 
um, be away for the overhaul. I've got, I think I've doubled up, I tripled up on Stoke there in the same boat. And I've got a few other odd players. So I'm, I'm pretty set up now to have a team of loads of home players this week, plus three Fulham. I think pretty much my team is everyone at home last week, at home this week, and away days except Fulham, the only team that sort of go against the that structure. Yeah. So I was I was hoping to have three good weeks out of this. You know, I have all these home teams and some reasonably good away teams for the to play the away days chip. But say week one of that plan hasn't gone very well. But two weeks to pull it back. Right. Let's just let's bang out. We've got four questions left. One gaffer, one super league, and two, let's just say football related. Boom. Forever QPR. Triple up on Blades assets for their nice fixture run, or is their big win just a sign that Peterborough are now on a losing streak? Uh, oh, he spelt losing wrong, and I've bloody copied it across. <laughs> Devastating that. Um, for me, Blades, I mean, I started with two or three Blades players, and look where that got me. In nowhere. So for me, I'm just going to wait again. I'll have to see how they do next week uh, and see if it is uh, the fact that the, the, the uh, will of power is turning for Blades uh, and not just Peterborough shit. <laughs> so for me, I'm just going to wait and see. Yeah, I avoided them at the start because I didn't like their opening run. Um, but I think I think now you could you could look at them. Uh, I think they, they do. You know, Jukanovic is a good manager. They've got a, they've got a good squad. I think triple might be might be pushing it. Um, not least because I don't think their team is settled yet in terms of sort of who's nailed and who's not. Um, obviously, they got four strikers and they don't seem to know which ones to play. Oh. Um, although, so they've played, you know, a mixture of uh, McGoldrick, McBurney, Sharp, and um, Brewster. Brewster. Um, so they've they've all they've all started games so far. Um, Billy Sharp played up on his own this weekend um, and got a hat trick of assists. So I imagine he'll probably stay in the team. Um, but their forwards aren't nailed, um, and they've made they've made signings. Um, so Hurahane, I think if you are going to go for one or two, I think Hurahane would be an option. Um, you would think you would think he will be in the team, and he's done it at this level before for Swansea, for Bristol City, for Aston Villa. So um, Hurahane looks good. Gibbs White could be good at this level. Um, so their, their defence, I mean, they won six two, but they've still conceded another two goals at home to Peterborough. So not too keen on their defence. So yeah, I think I think treble up treble up might be a bit much, but um, I definitely don't hate the idea of um, you know people have maybe got rid of them and let's go the other way now because I think, you know, they will be fine ultimately. Okay, fair enough. Anything to add anyone else there? Um, I've got a double up already. Um, I think I've had both of them more or less from the start. Um, I've got Bulldog at the back and I've got McGoldrick up front. Um, If I was overhauling, um, I'd probably take both out, to be fair. Um, for reasons like well, Martin pretty much covered everything there. Um, if I was going to look at bringing anyone in, though, um, I do like Gibbs White. Uh, I did own him last season when he was briefly in the game at Swansea before he got injured. Um, but they've also got Fleck and Hurain, um, like mine mentioned as well. Um, I'm not sure I'd really bother with the defence that much. They're quite expensive for, for what they seem to be producing. Norwich you could probably get five million if you wanted. To. I think he's playing left back for the time being, so might be a cheap. Yeah, way. yeah. I mean, I just, I, I, I would just question whether you could get um, similar output from players that are a little bit cheaper somewhere else. Um, but and yeah, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm desperate to come off McGoldrick as well. Um, 
I've got two free transfers myself, so I might consider taking McGoldrick out this week, um, along with one or possibly two others. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think Sheffield United will kind of creep up the table a bit and stuff, but I'm just not sure. I just don't think there's enough. They're, they're not really settled enough for me. Um, they're hard to predict. You know, you don't know if they're going to win 1-0, win 3-2, lose 1-0, lose 3-2. Um, so yeah, I'd, I kind of would avoid them at the moment. Cool. Fair it's pretty tricky, isn't it? All of a sudden, to get a midfielder between eight and nine million. There's so many options in that price point now. Mm. When Powell comes back for Stoke as well, throw him in there with the Fulham guys and um, some of the Bournemouth guys, and then obviously the West Brom guys as well. I think that price point is getting quite tricky now in midfield to get the right mm. one. Fair enough. Uh, next question is sort of really for me because I don't think any of you guys are playing the Super League, are you? No, uh, the on Gaffer. Yeah, uh, I have a team. I can. Do you touch it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, every now and again. <laughs> every, every now and again. Uh, where? How am I doing? Uh, what's your rank? While I'm having a look. Uh, uh, my uh, rank is I'm uh, 490th. Oh, I'm 357. Cool. <laughs> having not looked at it. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what I do? I literally, I, I'm like, oh yeah, let me just switch over to that. I go on it and I just pick someone, I do a transfer and then I come off again. Um, but one thing, I don't know if any of you guys know the answer to this, probably not mine or Craig because they're not playing it. Um, so I scored this week, I scored 90, has it updated? I scored 93 points, it says. Yeah. So your, your vice captain... If your captain doesn't play, your vice captain doesn't become the captain. Your emergency captain becomes the captain. Is that right? Pretty much, I believe that is it. Yes. Bollocks. Because yeah. Messi was Messi was my captain. He didn't he didn't play. Got zero. Harland was my vice captain. So he scored me twenty four points because you get he gets one and a half. Yeah. yeah. And then my emergency captain was um, Davis from Bayern Munich. So he scored 10 points, so that got me 20. Okay. Um, but I was just kind of hoping I was going to get Harlan's Haaland's yeah. Hall. Unfortunately but, not. Yeah, I mean, the overall score this week was uh, 93, which is a game week rank of 151. Uh, yeah. And as I'm I said, overall one. rank 357. Uh, I don't think I'm in any mini leagues, am I? No, I'm not in a single mini league, so I don't know how anyone else is doing. Um, but yeah, no, I've had green arrows the whole way through, to be fair. Since I started, so. that's cool. I, I mean, I, I I'm a bit like you. I, I log in, I make a change. I uh, had one or two pretty poor players at the start, but uh, I've had green arrows. Apart from this week, I had a red arrow actually. Um, I didn't mm. do. To, I I got seventy three this week, which wasn't terrible, but it seems to be a, a it seems to be a, a a red arrow annoyingly. Um, but the question is, by the way, about the, <laughs> I was going to say, what was, was the question? It's all fascinating, but what was the question? What is the approach to Super League gaffer when there are blank weeks for certain clubs when you are holding, say, four of the players? Um, very quickly for me, having looked at it, I am more than likely going to set myself up. So take one or two of the players that blank out and I may well put in some La Liga players because it's Italy and Spain that have the doubles coming up in 10. So I may look to use a like the La Liga chip where your La Liga players score double for that game week. That, that, that's yeah. the only fixture I'm looking at, the only thing I'm looking at right now. Well, the, um, the, the thing that happens before that is in game week uh, six, I believe it's called. 
Uh, yeah, the English and German teams don't play. Yeah. Um, so you're relying. Yes. Yeah, so you're relying on your French and Spanish teams, I believe it is. Um, yeah. I mean, game week ten is is obviously a few weeks away. We've only just done game week four. Um, but yes, you know, you you have to use something there um, clearly to maximise um, what you get out of it. Um, no, but in terms of basically this the Spanish and no who is it that plays German and English so you've got Italian Spanish and French teams that are playing um yeah I mean to be fair that's that's been there and quite you know been quite obvious from for quite a while now I mean you've kind of got you should have already been using your transfers around that to be fair um I mean I I will just go into what I go into it with basically so currently you know I've got two English goalkeepers, um, which isn't obviously great. Um, but I've got, what have I got? One, two, three, four. I think I've got about six six players that can play, seven players that can play. So, you know, I do a couple of transfers and that's it. I'm not going to rip, rip up my whole team just for, for one week. I think, you know, lots of people will be in a similar position. If you haven't built that much towards it, I would maybe take a minus four um, ahead of it and just kind of, get what you get and move on focus on that double game week in 10 cool so two more questions number one is very very simple from spaceman and he says will you guys be playing or covering the official uefa champions League game well i'll be playing it like i did last year i we haven't discussed covering it i don't think we will given the fact that it's just we won't it's just another thing to add on to the three we already do which is time consuming as it is so i'll be playing it but i don't think we'll be covering it we haven't had that discussion yet. Well, I can say that I won't be playing it. I know that for a fact. Then we won't, um, be, then we won't bother probably doing it. <laughs> but if, you know, no, if the, the other three of you are playing it, then, you know, by all means, discuss it. Not a problem for me. <laughs> another 30 football clubs I need to get on top of that I don't really understand what they really want to play as well. To be fair, I've lost track of who plays for who in some of the major European teams now, let alone these uh, the lesser yeah. European teams, should we say. So, yeah, that I'll play. Are you playing it, Martin? I am gonna. I am gonna play it. Yeah. So I've. I decided I'd make a choice between the Qatar Super League and the Champions League, and I just I thought I can't play both too much. But and I decided I'm gonna play Champions League because uh, I quite enjoyed the format during the Euros. Yeah, it's really good. Um. So yeah. So, but I'm sure we'll. You know, I expect I'll probably might tweet about it from time to time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, if if somebody wants to ask a question to the podcast about it. We probably won't read out our scores really or go in depth of it. But if someone wants to ask a question or two, I'm sure me or Martin will answer. It will be a quick one. Um, but yes, uh, me, it looks like me and Martin are playing. And to finish off, we have a question from Renarid who has asked, uh, and hopefully you've all got answers lined up to this. And it says, who is the most underrated player of all time? Let's keep it to the Premier League. Question, it? <laughs> it's a really tough question. I honestly have a cool idea who the most underrated player is of all time. I think it's difficult because you, you you think to yourself who not who was great but who was underrated. That's what's yeah. difficult because That's difficult. Yeah, it's it's who you think you probably do rate, but then other people don't rate or or, or whatever. Um, I'll, I'll go first. I've, I've got a name. I've yeah. got a name too. Go on, I, I wouldn't say he's the most underrated, but he's someone I thought deserved more recognition than what he got. So I'll caveat it with that to start with. I'm going to go for Ricardo Carvalho. For this question, because okay, I think nice. he joined the Premier League at a time there where this is probably fair to say the league was famed for its physicality at that point. 
And I know Rio Ferdinand was kind of breaking through and was playing a bit different defensively. But I think Carvalho took it to another level. I think he's obviously a lot smaller than Ferdinand. And the fact that he was a ball-playing defender who had some pace, I, th- I think it was just the way he had pace on the turn and stuff. He, he was just completely different to anything else at that time. To hold down a first-team spot in that Chelsea team, uh, a team that was so good laying like 15 goals, didn't it, in one season. And he was like pivotal to that. Probably win like three league titles, I think. He was just very different to every other sort of main centre-back at that time. He felt like he was all about positioning and being aggressive in a different way to what other people were, that were probably a bit more sort of bully-like kicking people. Things. I, I just thought he was an amazing defender. And when you look back at those those Chelsea years, I don't think, I think a lot of people will point to Terry Lampard, Desai, understandably Czech. But and I think he could be maybe even forgotten in those discussions. But I thought he was as pivotal as Terry was to how well they were at the back. So I think a lot of people will value him and rate him. I don't think he's necessarily the most underrated. I'm sure there's more, but I really rated him. And I, and I think he's maybe a bit left behind compared to others that he played with. Okay. Nice. I like that. And yeah, of course, he really of course he had a Champions League medal before he even got to Chelsea. So, you know, that's how, that's how good he was. I mean, Who's next? I mean, I'll shout one out just very quickly. And I don't know if he is underrated or if people do. Like, I mean, I don't think people speak highly enough of him. And that's James Milner. For me, I think he's a, a top talent. Uh, he's been fantastic for every team he's, he's played for. Um, I think his work rate goes unmatched, you know, and even, even top professionals, you know, asked who, who's hard to play against. And they don't say things like Ronaldo, etc. Sometimes they say James Milner. He's always there. Um, so for me, it's, you know, I, I don't know if he is underrated, but I'm sure people wouldn't wouldn't put him up there with the top players of the league. That his name wouldn't fall into that category. But for me, I think he is up there. Nice. Loads of midfielders like that, aren't they? Gareth Barry, Kevin, yeah. all these sorts of players are like solid professionals, right? That do it, do a job. And I'm sure if you support the teams they play for, they're rated. But yeah, like the football masses maybe not as not as highly. Mm. Anything from you guys? Yeah, I've um, got one. Go on, mine. You go first. Me go first. Okay. Again, I. I'm not sure how under. I, I definitely think he was a bit underappreciated, but I'm going to go for Andy Cole. Um, he was one of my favourite players yeah. as a kid. I always, I was always really happy when Andy Cole took a goal. I just, I just liked him. Um, so he's the third highest goal scorer in Premier League history. But I feel like he just, he, he doesn't get spoken about really when people talk about all-time great Premier League strikers. His name will get thrown in just because he's third on the list, but he doesn't really properly come into the conversation Great shout. Um, and you might you might say that that's, that's valid um, but the amount of goals he scored the amount of titles he's won uh, at Man United you know he was Man United's main striker they, they played 4-4-2 a lot but he was in their team for a long time um, you know the amount of Premier Leagues and FA Cups obviously won the Champions League as well I always just felt he was a little bit underappreciated you know people focused more on um, you know Hughes, Cantona Sheringham, um, White York, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, it was Andy Cole who, who was the who was the constant with all these other forwards in that came to play with him. You know, he made it work with all of them. Um, and I say won won all those league titles and scored all those goals. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, say third on the list. And he never took a penalty either. So he's third time all-time got top goal scorer in the Premier League. Never took a penalty. Wow, that's a good start. Um, I don't remember him playing for England either. Obviously, there was others around at that time, but he didn't really get looking, did he? Yeah, well, that's the thing. He was unlucky. He's, I think he's unlucky. If he was playing now, it would be him and... Well, I suppose Jamie Vardy would be in the conversation, but, you know, 
it would be him and Harry Kane if if he was playing now. That would be that would be it. They'd be our main two centre forwards. Absolutely no doubt about it. He was a bit unlucky that he played in a kind of golden era for English strikers. I think you know he was competing for England caps with um, you know Ian Wright and obviously Shearer. Alan Shearer. Um, Michael Owen broke through at a time when he might have started getting in the team a bit more. Um, you know, Teddy uh, Sheringham in there as well. Fowler and Ferdinand. Yeah, Fowler, yeah. Fowler, Ferdinand. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I say if he was playing now, I think he'd be more appreciated. But um, he, was, he was a bit unlucky. He'd say it was a, a bit of a golden era for English strikers. But he was the one that was winning all the league titles and won a European Cup. Really good shout that one. To be fair, actually, Mike. Uh, yeah, I mean, I. As as Mike was talking about, I did just quickly pull up um, Andy Cole's um, stats on well, it's Wikipedia to be fair, but um, he played fifteen times for England and amazingly only scored one goal. That yeah. did surprise me. Um, and in case anyone didn't know, he did actually start his youth career at Arsenal. Um, he yeah, played one, that. yeah, he played one game and then um, we let him go. Kevin <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, <laughs> Super Kev. Yeah, you know, he, he did what he what he needed to do at the time. Um, I don't think Andy Cole could have done what Kevin Campbell did at the time. And you know, Kevin Campbell helped to win us a league title in 1991. Um, Andy Cole didn't really hit big time until his move to Newcastle in '93. So, anywho, uh, I've gone for someone who I think is underrated because he's rated quite highly within Arsenal circles and not outside of that. So I went for Santi Cazorla, or Cazorla, if you want the pronunciation there. Um, he is the best two-footed player I've ever watched live. Um, I genuinely couldn't tell you if he was right-footed or left-footed. Um, his first touch was sublime and... I I I always rate anyone that's two footed. I think it's um, it's how players, more players, should be better on their weaker foot. But he genuinely didn't have a weaker foot. He was such a good player, and I think if he'd have been about three inches taller, he'd be even rated even more. Um, but you know, I think his height did hold him back a little bit. You're um, but if you like two footed players. Yes, I do. <laughs> no, obviously he he was distinctly average with both feet rather than being very good with both feet. Um, yeah, no, I think he's a great player. Um, I didn't really want to pick an Arsenal player, but I thought it was a great question. Then got stuck, parked it, and then I've come back and I've thought of the first person that kind of springs to my mind in that kind of um, scenario. Um but yeah, no, I do agree with the Andy Cole shout in terms of certainly domestically. Um, you could also throw Ian Wright in there for the in, in that mix as well, actually. His goal, if you actually watch highlights of Ian Wright, some of the goals he scored were sensational. Yeah. Chip chips all over the place. He loved to chip and love a goalkeeper. Mm. Um, you could also say Matt Letissier, probably possibly. But I think we're just kind of in an era now where, you know, there's been plenty of good players that have come since those kind of players. Yeah. Um, so maybe they were rated enough at the time, um, but just football's moved on. Um, I did actually see an interesting debate online on Twitter with um, Ray uh, and somebody else, I can't remember who it was, um, debating who is a better player Ray. out of... Ray. Ray. 
<laughs> be nice. And between Ray and this other guy about whether it's who is the better player out of Dennis Burkamp and Eric Cantona. Dennis Burkamp, and move on. To, yeah, to be honest with you, that, that surprised me that it was really a debate. I don't know how the rest of you feel, but you know, who did who would you say was a better player out of Burkamp or Cantona? I, I, I definitely don't think you can say that it's not a debate. I think it's Martin. I think I think the problem is I think Burkamp's more the more skilled player, but Man United Man United wouldn't be what they are now if it weren't for Cantona, right? He pretty much no. dug them, changed the mentality of the club, and they became good because of him. So it depends how you value in the question. I think. Yeah, I mean, he he won the league in every four season that he played, including for Leeds. I mean, could Burkamp have done that for Arsenal without Henri? I don't know. That's wow. The point. Oh, listen, Darren, it was supposed to at least be two against two. Don't start switching sides. <laughs> well, I mean, just because I went Burkham, it doesn't mean I was diminishing how good Cantona was. Um, like, oh, I never said Cantona was shit. And, and I never said Cantona was shit. No, 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 I know you didn't say that. But um, for me, I, I, prefer, I just, preferred Burkham, But I mean, if I was going to pick a, good argument. a team, yeah, I mean, if I was going to pick a team for, for a one-off game or for a season... I just don't see how you pick Cantona before you pick um, Burkamp, personally. Um, but, you know, each... each oh, I don't know about that either. Cantona always... Goals, did he? I don't think he's got enough goals. He didn't score as many critical goals. I'm not saying he's not a better technical footballer, but I don't yeah. think does. Yeah, I'm not sure about that big game shout either, Thomas. Cantona always scored in the big games. He always scored against Liverpool. Always scored against Newcastle when they were fighting for the title. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think, I guess, yeah, we'll have to agree to disagree on that one, <laughs> guys. I don't know what anyone else who's, who's listens to this thinks, but... They can put it in, yeah. when we post out about it on Twitter, they can put it in the comments. We're not arguing about it now. <laughs> yeah. It's, I think it's close. I'm not doing Burkamp down, but I, I, yeah, I can't. you can't dismiss Cantona like that, I don't think. That's true. I'll throw, throw Ron a really quick, he's a Tottenham fan, so I'll throw a quick Tottenham one in there for him. And Mr. Dembele, he's, I've never seen quite a player dribble the ball from such tight situations from sort of in crowded areas in like the centre of the pitch like him. He had an ability to sort of glide through players. I'd say, I don't know what, he wasn't really a tackler, he didn't really score goals, but I really enjoyed watching him in, in, from an enjoyment perspective. I thought he was an amazing footballer in central midfield, just the way he broke the press in that sort of era when he broke through. So little shout out to, to him. And, and with all due respect, I, I actually agree with that. Um, you know, it doesn't, I don't like to praise Spurs. But um, no, I do completely agree with you. And I'm actually surprised that, you know, Tottenham, often a lot of players kind of got plucked away from Spurs and he, you know, they managed to keep hold of him, which was um, um, impressive. And I'm surprised that, you know, he didn't end up at a, the likes of Man United or, or Real Madrid or someone like that coming and sweeping him up because very good player. Very, very good player. Very true. Is that it, guys? I think we're done. Done, done, done. Everyone happy? Yeah. Perfect. Shall I call full time on this? Go for it. Let's do it. Before it gets too heated, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs>